0: The Gold Card Podcast is brought to you by the Esports Department. Gain access to the tools, projections, and analysis trusted by the best for League of Legends and Counter Strike Global Offensive. Join today at (laughs) theesportsdepartment.com. Welcome to episode 106 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Collati at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With me tonight, we've got Josh Roberts at Roberts number 49. Good evening, y'all. Chris Chung at Prime LOL. Good evening, everyone. And unfortunately, not able to join us tonight is John George. He's uh, on vacation this week, so I hope he has a happy and healthy one and enjoys it. But uh, he'll be back in action next week, I'm sure. So... Couple things on the docket for tonight. Uh, we're going to recap uh, the midseason invitational, which ended up being an absolute banger. We'll talk about that in just a second, and then we are going to go over each of the four major leagues and the roster changes that happened between spring and summer. Uh, there's quite a lot to get to in this episode, but uh, you know, it ended up feeling like it was more than it actually was. I was talking to the guys about this before the show, but uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll go. Um, You know, we'll figure the order out by the time we get there. So, first of all, MSI. We had an outstanding knockout stage. We had three just absolutely great best-of-five series. Uh, We started off, I don't even remember now, what was it? It was uh, Mad Lions and, uh, I got the days mixed up now. (laughs) So, Mad Lions and Damwon went to five. Thoughts? I thought this was just an awesome series. I wasn't too shocked that MAD got two games. I think a lot of people... The broadcast was acting like it was just this like insane, like impossible David versus Goliath situation. I didn't think it was that unlikely, and I'm the biggest damn one bull that I know. I think it seemed a lot less likely throughout the course of the tournament, but
1: coming into the tournament, I would have said that it was a pretty unlikely outcome, I think. Um, Because I didn't think... And I, I think we were kind of all in agreement, or at least close to, uh, that I didn't even think MAD was the best team in Europe, and I thought damn one had a massive gap uh, above even who would have been the best team in Europe. So yeah. um, I think coming into the tournament, I would have been a lot more surprised that, that they could actually go to five in, in, in the, in the uh, final four. But uh, as the tournament progressed, it definitely seemed more and more reasonable with just uh, the training of the two teams.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of like, I'll th- Chris, what did you think? Like, I, I kind of. I do think this was a little. It wasn't entirely that. Because I, I do think Mad are really, really good. But I do think this was a little bit of a mad overperforming. Or, like, not overperforming, but performing, like, closer to their ceiling. And Damwon definitely closer to their floor. Maybe not, like, all the way down there, but, like. You know, I, I didn't think this was. That crazier result, especially like Josh said, what we had seen in the tournament. What did you think, Chris?
2: Yeah, it was very exciting. Oh, it was very exciting to kind of see. I almost got my pick of the week too. Tilt <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, but um, it, it's it's a so it's both uh positive for Bad Lions to see that they're coming in with such uh, no fear type of like play style to go, even if it's against the world champions. So they can, you know, just uh, mimic the. The EU spirit in there. Uh, I do think a lot of Damwon's issues was showing up with Barrel for the whole tournament, or maybe even just starting after the, um, after the playing the second round robin. But it, 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 there was a lot of issues that I think didn't show us the best of Um uh, Overall, I do enjoy the game itself. Enjoyed how, um, how, how Mad Lions almost pulled that off. And like you, all of you, I, I didn't think that they could be the one that pushed them on this far.
0: Yeah. I, Beryl. <laughs> was Beryl maybe the biggest disappointment of the whole tournament? Like any, te- any player, any team?
1: Yeah, I think I think it was it was by a fairly wide margin. He had a bad tournament, man. He played well. I will give him some credit. He did play well in the final, I thought, actually. yeah, yeah he, he bounced was... back in a big way against RNG. He showed up when it mattered there. Yeah, um, I'd which agree we'll there. get to in a second but but I I thought he did at least come out when it mattered most and and play well, so that was good to see. Yeah.
0: Great showing by Mad Lions. Like this team is legit. I I mean, I'm like like I said before like I'm not entirely surprised, but damn, they they showed well. They kind of put to, you know, they put away all the doubters, you know? Like what well, everyone was doubting them after that rough stretch at Worlds in their first experience internationally and they just were like, "Nah, nah, we're good. Don't worry about it. That was a fluke." Like Looks super confident, uh, almost to a fault, actually, but, uh, yeah, really, really good see Honestly, like, I, we'll, we'll touch on the other, you know, we touched on Cloud9 a lot last week, but the Western teams have a lot to be proud of from this tournament, regardless of what the results were. Like, they, the Western teams both, like, I thought Cloud9 and MAD Lions both played excellent. Like, they were great in this tournament, they just, you know, weren't quite as good as the other teams, and that was it. That was They didn't really do anything particularly bad, so... RNG versus Paris Saint-Germain Talon ended up being a 3-1 to one. I, this is like two and a half games that were close right I don't know like Paris Saint-Germain kind of stomped the game that they won gonna pull yeah it up. was
1: nice to see them uh, they LPL'd an LPL team yeah <laughs> that was really cool I mean that's the best way to say it but I was impressed with them I, you mentioned I think last week's podcast uh, that they're playing a, a style different than what they played during the regular season um, hard to, you know, how much of that we can attribute to the, you know, the doggo substitution. Mm-hmm. He definitely seemed like he was a very aggro 80 carry. Um, and it seemed to pay off really well. They, they were not afraid to scrap with this team. And, and when they, you know, when they flipped heads, they, they won that game. You know, it eventually was their downfall in some of the other games, right? But, yeah, that's what we like to see for a team that's a pretty big underdog and, and definitely exciting. I mean, all in all, this, this entire, uh, what was the top eight or whatever, called, or the top six? What was that called? Rumble, Rumble the Rumble stage. stage. Yeah, the Rumble stage in general um, gave me a lot of hope. Like, I'm super hyped for Worlds now. Oh, I yeah. think it's going to be oh, really, yeah. really, really up for grabs. Yeah, uh, you know, very, very big look ahead, but it's going to be hard for me to be on many favorites there just based on what we saw. Like, that was awesome. Super but
0: competitive. Agreed. seems
1: like the, the playing field is kind of flattening out. But a lot of changes can happen until then. But, but right now, it seems... Like, it's going to be a really fun Worlds tournament when we get should, there. should be
0: pretty sweet. Yeah, it was like, you know, even the, the, the first, it was the first game and the fourth game, I think it was, that kind of went the distance we were really close. I thought Talon had a really good shot at winning the fourth game, and they just, I think they, like, bossed a dragon fight or something like that. Or No, that was, like, Zhao who made a huge, no, he, like, Mega narred like, four people at, the at like, the fourth dragon, and they just won the game off of it. Like, they didn't literally win on the spot, but they effectively won the game, and, I actually liked Town in that fourth game. They had, like, a... I think it was, like, Gangplank Tristana something. And I was like, dude, they're, they outscale in this game, too. Like, this is bad news, Bears. For RNG, we're going to five. And uh, they just, you know, couldn't quite... Uh, this is... RNG, or... Honestly, Damwon did this a lot in Korea, but RNG did this a lot in the LPL, where they just won so... They won so many games, they had no business winning. And, like... On one hand, you could look at that as, like, a reason to doubt... You know, like to have questions, but on the other hand, like you do, got to give some amount of credit to figuring those kind of situations out, and t- only really good teams do that a lot of the time. So, um, then we had finals. Was RNG Damwon just fully delivered? Uh, this was a great final. Went to five. It was, you know, you could talk about the fifth game being kind of a bummer, but uh, y- you kind of knew from the draft in that fifth game that it was kind of going to be real volatile, one way or the other. Uh, you know, both teams indexed pretty pretty heavily into early game. They were just like, let's flip it, essentially. And um, RNG just got the better of a couple. You know, they got the better of the first, you know, I think it was a 3v3 in Top River. And they got the better of it and just snowballed the game off of that. So... Uh, oh, no, that was the level one invade, and they got Showmaker's Flash. Showmaker was J- playing Jason and Nocturne, and... They got Showmaker's flash at level one off of the little cheese, like faking, like the the pinch on the ramp. Uh, they were Dan was red side and went to his red ramp, and RNG met him there and forced the flash out, and that completely changed the complexity of how he had to play the lane. And as we saw with Dan won this tournament, this entire team basically revolved around Showmaker hard carrying because everybody else was kind of underperforming for the most part, especially the bottom lane. Um, I don't want to say Canyon and Com were really that underperforming, but it was mostly the bottom lane. So Showmaker was doing a lot of heavy lifting in this tournament, and uh, that put him behind in a matchup where he has to play aggressive, and that was game five. It kind of sucked to see it go down that way, but that's why you play the games. Uh, RNG win it. Uh, two-time MSI champs now. Uh, they stopped Damwon from getting like the delayed Golden Road. We didn't even talk about that, like, going into this. Like, I didn't even think about that narrative, but, like, they went, they won uh, Summer, Worlds, spring, uh, Demacia Cup, Spring, and then they were one game away from MSI. That would have been, like, the delayed Golden Road, like, the full sweep. So, pretty close, but great, just great tournament. Like, the, honestly, like, the only bad thing about this tournament, honestly, was the fact that the wild card teams, we got to that group A thing. It would have been more interesting, even if the VCS didn't do anything, it would have been more interesting to at least see those three teams duke it out because you knew RNG was just going to stomp all those teams, probably. So, uh, that would have made it more interesting. So, maybe it felt like the group stage dragged on a little. Did you guys feel that way, too? Like, it felt like there were a lot of just meaningless nothing games or just blowouts that weren't interesting. But that was like my only real knock on The rest of the tournament was great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think it was just an unfortunate set of events that caused that. Yeah. It it was just really tough to watch RNG beating up on these these teams yeah. over and over again. It would have been really see.
0: interesting to see the if if you know the Gigabyte Marines were there. It would have actually yeah. been inter- like I don't think they would have done that well, but like well, and even just getting us the
1: games against them and and, and uh Panatene and and uh UOL, like instead of
0: you know, RNG uh, just stomping them. So. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, great tournament overall. Um, let's see. Uh, so, we're gonna go league by league and do roster changes. Uh, a lot of the teams didn't have changes, so I'll you know just briefly skip over those. So What we're gonna do is we'll go league by league, and uh, as we do that, we will um, you know I'll, we'll go each team, and then at the end of each league, we'll say you know general upgrades, downgrades, you know, where do you see teams finishing, roughly. We don't have to go super detailed like we do in the preseason shows because we're doing all four leagues at once here. But uh, that's kind of the, the, the vibe I'm I'm going for here. So uh, we'll start off with North America, and we'll start off with a banger. Uh, so we kind of knew this a few weeks ago, but 100 Thieves had Abedaga. Uh Demonte announced yesterday that he's out, and he will be a free agent. And um, they retained Ryoma still. Uh, so 100 Thieves had Abadaga we had questions about the mid lane it makes a lot of sense I think this team was already pretty good I don't know if this is like you know to borrow from the common vernacular I don't know if this is like to the moon status for 100 Thieves but it's definitely an upgrade and it was in a position they needed so 100 Thieves kind of in a position now where like if someday can get back to you know, some reasonable degree of his former form. This team's going to be; a com- they're going to compete. Like, I'm maybe a little more bearish than everybody else is. Everyone else is just kind of assuming they're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah,
2: you know, with a hundred thieves, you're all, always um, well, maybe not as skeptical. They're always exciting each after each offseason. They have made these acquisitions we want to see optimism, but now we may. Made- have been burned one one too many times where we're trying to be reserved about it, or at least that's how I feel. But the thing, I think the biggest acquisition is probably Reaper, the head coach.
0: Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't write that one down, but yeah, good and, point,
2: good point. Yeah, it happened so far. It happened before MSI, so that was like eons ago. So I don't blame you. Uh, and that is where I think it would uh, drive them not just for uh, region success, but also international um, competit- competitiveness. Ah, uh, the Abbadiego addition is huge. It just changes the way they want to play mid. I guess they wanted that from Rioma, but Rioma is just not as talented as Abbadiego. Yeah. But they do the same thing. I feel like.
0: I think uh, Abbadiego. I mean, well, Josh, what do you think? Like, he's a way more well-rounded player than both of these guys. Like that to me, yeah, more more be- than like raw skill or whatever. He's just more well-rounded, which allows them to do more things because that was kind of their problem before, right?
1: Yeah, I think he can play a little bit of the both. I know he's, you know, he's kind of. I would say he's most well known, or at least I most most closely associated with like some Zoe stuff, and Zoe opens up a lot of compositions if you can play it well, because mm-hmm. um, it's one of those champions that's always going to be in meta, and and it always can find a use in in pretty much any team comp. So, just having that ability to to play that effectively can help them out a lot. I think um, in general, yeah, I mean, I don't think. It's tough to say this move really, like you said. I don't know how much we can really change from you know what we previously had expectation wise. I think they're still in that somewhere in that three to five range for me, and and Abadage probably comes in in his third best mid, something uh, bad, yeah. third or fourth, probably maybe even fourth. Yeah, just depending on you know how you, how you think he comps up with you know the Jensen and Poe mm-hmm. um, tier. That so it, it's it's close, uh, but. You know, definitely, like you said, an, an upgrade at their weakest position. But we're um, gonna see. Like you said, I think it comes down more to someday finding a way to get back to his old form than anything. Because you know, Ryoma came in and did his thing. I thought he played pretty fine. Yeah. And their biggest consistent issue that I saw was was between someday or uh, uh, support. Um, going Who I'm like on? Who he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll be a good team, but it, it's hard to really move them too much further up. I, I just don't think I can personally put them above Liquid or C9. Yeah, so, so. they,
0: they kind of... I mean, 100 Thieves to me had this, this problem where they were playing open-handed every game, and I don't... Like, my read on it, this is purely speculation just based on context of how they drafted, my read on it was they just didn't think Demonte could do certain things, and they didn't think Rioma could do certain things, so... You know, when they started playing with DeMonte, they were very good at playing that way. We saw that, right? When they shifted over, probably because they were getting smashed from being predictable in scrims, it only took a little bit of time for other teams to figure out that, hey, they're just not going to do certain things, so we don't have to respect it. So you knew what they were going to be doing every game, and they were still a pretty good team, right? This is one of those, like, subtle things that you don't see in, like, the numbers. You don't see in, you know even necessarily on the rift or whatever, but, like, it's, like, hidden power in a way. Like, it's, uh, if you don't have that threat of doing certain things, this is why you see, like, football teams will run a trick play once in a while, even if it's not a great spot for it. Like, if you're never, ever, ever doing anything aggressive ever, it's predictable and it's easy to stop, Right. And it's not that they, like that's entirely the case here, but there was a a lot of draft tendencies that this team had that I was able to see through just from watching their games every week, right? And I'm sure these coaches are way more dialed in than I was on a lot of stuff. So, like, I can't imagine... I imagine they were probably struggling like crazy behind the scenes to people just, like, messing and doing weird shit in scrims. And that kind of, like... I mean, you, you heard a lot of, like, there was a lot of, like, confidence, like, weird emotional dynamics going on with this team, like, halfway through the season... You know, do you remember that? Like, that gets brushed under the table now. Like, nobody's even talking about that anymore. But I, my guess, again, purely speculation, is that's kind of what was happening, is they were just getting their shit kicked in in scrims. And, yeah. I, I think Abedag is going to fix a lot of things. I think that's why they went and got someone that's well-rounded like this. They went out and spent, and, and I think it's going to be good for them. Uh, hopefully, they can be, like, that third team, and we have, like, three Tier 1 teams And maybe TSM takes a step up, too. We have, like, four Tier 1 teams, and you have, like, a really good league all of a sudden, you know? Um, Let's see. Cloud9. Anything else on 100 Thieves? All right. Cloud9, no changes of note. So, uh, we're just going to skip them. We just saw them. Great performance at MSI. CLG. um, Looks like they're going to be going with the roster that they intended to go with going into the spring season. But now they will actually have it together. And ready to go. So we're gonna have Finn Brox, a Pobelter, Wild Turtle, and Smoothie. Showed some flashes at the end of the season. Uh, kind of were exactly what I thought they were gonna be. Where it's like, okay, like this team's clearly not the worst team, but they're they're gonna struggle against a good. Like they're they're a perfect middle of the table team to me. Like they're gonna be right in that five through seven range, which is where I thought they were gonna be, you know, before the season. And now that you have these other teams making moves, I think there's a good chance that they they are probably just gonna get there on veterancy alone. You know, like these players are all pretty good, right? I know people don't – people, they're not sexy names. They're names that the DFS community memes on all the time and Reddit shits on a lot, but these are all good players. They're just veteran players and people are bored and want the new, the next new thing. These are the kind of teams that go like 9-7 and seven or 8-8 eight and eight in the NFL and people never want to admit it, right?
1: Yep, yep. I think they're going to be a gatekeeper playoffs type team, but, yeah. um, you know, I think – I know it comes down to what Dignitas ends up following up on. But, but yeah, I think – I mean, I'm excited about this roster. I think them getting this time to work together is, is yeah, huge because, you know, they, right? had, they had all those visa issues with Finn and Broxa. And then, you know, Broxa was delayed. And then, you know, he finally got here. And then po Belter was was out and in. And, you know, Wild Turtle was, I thought, the most improved player last yeah. split. Um, split over split. So I, I definitely think they got some, some talent here. And they, I think they could definitely uh, – they'll so definitely be competing for playoffs in my opinion and could be one of those teams that's nice to potentially punch up every turnover. This
0: team if you think about it like this is five people with chips on their shoulder. And then even RJS, right? Like he has, you know, he's trying to battle for a spot too. Like that that can kind of be a potent thing. So I wouldn't sleep on this team. Um Kev says fourth place upside. I I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, yeah
2: there's definitely upside in i think uh challenging even t s m if they if they come together i mean c l g is a team that I thought would slow down or take a step back once they installed their full roster because the their initial spring team looked like a academy team that just mm-hmm. tries to fight everything but uh this team retained some of the strengths of the of their um approach but added the veterancy and the stability in Broxah and Pulp So it's nice. It's it, There's there's excitement there, but we, we have to be very careful with excitement and CLG. Just yeah, for real. In
0: general. Right. I do think what's what's kind of cool is like, there's a lot of moving pieces on some of these other teams, and they're going to be coming together and gelling, right? So I would assume that they're just going to be steady as she goes and probably fifth or sixth. So gatekeeper, perfect gatekeeper team. Dignitas, no changes. Does this surprise anybody? I mean, not really. They... players played really well in spring. I thought they were really well coached. I would have been more surprised. They would
1: have. I I mean, they vastly overperformed everyone's expectations, even I assume their own. So I don't see how you could make changes. You don't 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 want to
0: disrupt the flow. You know, (laughs) unless you're selling high in like a trade or something, that would be one thing. But, you know, it's not really as much of that dynamic in this space. Uh, evil Geniuses uh, drop deftly and add Shiro. Uh, he's renaming to Danny, but Shiro's from their uh, EG Academy. Uh, you guys watch more Academy than I did. so uh...
1: Yeah, this is a bit of a tough one. At first, I was pretty excited, um, and then I looked at some of the numbers. I think Shiro's one of those guys that has some pop-off moments, but he has a lot of underlying issues to his game. He's looking at his his CS numbers, for for example. Uh, you know, it, They were a very losing team in the regular season for Academy, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. The Academy split. Um, but he was, you know, 10 CS down on average there. And then as well as improving grounds where they had a winning record, they were like 57% win rate. He maintained that about 10 CS differential. Who, who's minus the support 10. on EG Academy? Uh, I'm not sure I can pull that up. Is, quick, cause this, but, is, is
0: this a duo issue and not just one person? Yeah. It could
1: just be him. Uh, it could be, I mean, it, it almost always a sport gap in lane. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, you would like to see it's mystiques. Uh, hmm. so, you know, I, I don't know. You would, you just would like to see a little bit better numbers there. Cause I didn't think Deathly ever did anything bad. He was like, to me, one of the,
0: like the opinion of like an average eighty carry. I wonder if know. this is just like a switch so. things up for the sake of switching things up move. Yeah. It that kind of like that, right? Cost.
1: We, you know, we, 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 it's hard to always tell with those things and, and motivation, you know, there's so many variables that we don't get inside too but yeah we'll see how it goes i mean i i wouldn't think that they're just making this move willy-nilly so um hopefully it does end up working out for him um i know i know there's a lot of people that were watching academy closer than me uh that were very excited about it so um he's he's definitely got some upside and excited to get him see him get a shot on that on the big stage but a little bit just a little bit concerned
0: by those those lane numbers Mm -hmm. personally chris any thoughts on uh danny
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah, uh, Shiro at first, I think this year his his play has really uh, come down. Last year, I think he was on Team Liquid Academy. Uh, I have to confirm that, but he's definitely put a better number at, uh, DFS-wise anyway, so that's the only thing I'm going off. And uh, this switch, like Josh mentioned, I would agree. I, I didn't fully understand it because definitely was solid not really the main issue uh, they have other things they need to give attention to but if this is the way they go i guess i'll just have to trust uh, peter dunn on this decision
0: eg are <laughs> so you're gonna have eg to me you're gonna have eg and clg as, like, your gay heaper teams, but they're very, very different teams. Like, like they're very, very different teams. Like, I like CLG to finish in that spot because I think they're just going to be steady and beat the teams they're supposed to beat and lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to. EG are going to beat teams that they're supposed to lose to and lose the teams that they're supposed to beat. Like, they're way more high Like, vol- And they were like that for the most part. in the sp- Like, they were who we thought they were for the most part, right? So, um, yeah, they're going to run hot and cold. And maybe Shiro is better for the... I don't don't know. We're going to have to see. I kind of think EG are going to end up in that same space. Like, they'll be in the middle. They look better in the bottom teams to me, but we'll see. Um, FlyQuest add Dreams. So, you know, we've seen Dreams in a few different spots. Played in Europe. Played in Turkey and I think... It was Turkey or Brazil. I forget which one. And in uh, Korean Challenger. And he... Did he play... He played Academy here, right? He was on, I think, FlyQuest Academy, right? Or did they just pick him up?
2: No, he played in academy. I don't remember him
0: um so I don't know. Dreams has always been like he's fine. he's like the the you know the the journeyman at this point like he's like a he's like one of your top tier backup quarterbacks <laughs> like he's fine. I don't think he completely blows anybody out of the water, but he's probably better than a lot of the challenger supports too so like it's he's just one of these limbo guys that's gonna be back and forth. So I, I will say, like, a team like this, they tried Newbie. I didn't think Newbie was very good, to be honest with you. I hate to be critical of the guy, but like um Am I mixing up Yeah, I mixed up my teams. Team. Um Oh Diamond, Diamond, it was the other new guy. That's right. Um yeah, did not really I right, see now I don't know if I'm like remembering the teams correctly. I just totally bossed myself. <laughs> yeah, newbie didn't impress me. Different team though. Diamond I don't know indifferent, I guess. It was hard to tell with this team, because they were, like... They had such a rough start that, uh... I don't, I don't really know. like I, The thing with Dreams is he's a known quantity. So, maybe this is just going to be a timeshare situation. That's kind of where the vibe I'm getting from this. Because, like, I don't think they're just, like, quitting on Diamond right away. Right?
2: Who knows? Diamond... Diamond seems better in, in Academy. And... Dreams. I'm looking at Dreams' stat right now. He has winning records on like Rakan and Thresh. He just he doesn't play tank well, seems
0: like. Yeah. yeah and he was always like yeah, he was he was he was a Thresh he was like so many challenger supports, just the Thresh one trick or Thresh main and um if the meta goes away from, like, the Leonas and Alistair's, which it very well could. Like, it's getting to be about that time where Riot's just like, yeah, let's just blow it up, right? Like, that's sometimes, like, that's just what they do sometimes, and I, I don't have a problem with it, but uh, we do need to be aware of that, that, like, maybe some of these guys, like Sword Art, you know, we'll get to in a bit, but, yeah, it kind of, it's kind of just like a neutral move. Maybe it's just better that they have a stable presence there. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I'm not too excited about FlyQuest just in general they feel very not terrible but not exciting either like they're just gonna be i don't know maybe they're in that tier with clg and eg but i think they're worse than those two teams like I don't think yeah they feel CLS. like they're a tier down
1: i think i think they'll be in my like you know uh dignitas tier <laughs> they're right. not quite
0: dumpster fire tier right uh golden guardians so Golden Guardians add Solo, who I colloquially call I colloquially called the Angel of Death because he just comes for people's jobs and takes them. <laughs> um dude, <laughs> it, didn't we like I'm pretty sure we literally called this like like 3 months ago or something. He was like this is the kind of team where like if this doesn't work out, they're just going to bring in Solo and it'll be... <laughs> he's like he's like literally the, meat, the 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 what's it called the the slap slap it on uh, the infomercial guy with the water tank. Like, Solo is like the ultimate Band-Aid. He's the Flex Seal guy. Yeah, (laughs) he's the Flex Seal. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, Solo was really good last year. Uh, I mean, maybe he was just playing out of his mind and there was a reason teams didn't pick him up because they were seeing behind the scenes. But uh, clearly the Niles and Newbie thing, or the Niles thing, wasn't quite working uh honestly i think it was niles and iconic i think i kind of looked better but i think maybe you need one veteran there to show them like show each of them the ropes separately to be like look this is how this is played at this level i know you guys did your thing but this is how it's played here right and maybe that's kind of what this is maybe maybe solo is perfect for, or maybe this just means solo is just going to play weak side every single game and you know, it's just going to be the campacho
2: Which kind of makes me wonder, is Golden Guardians trying to win at this point? Because I got excited. I got more excited when they went into this direction of trying something out. Yeah. They purged their whole roster, brought in two guys from Proving Grounds. Um, and yes, we knew there was growing pains. Now, I didn't expect them to be looking. That bad in spring? Yeah, you you were vocal about it in gelati that like it was terrible.
0: They were very bad. Horrible. <laughs> they were playing and a different you... game, like a not not professional League of Legends game. Like um... Niles was to be
2: blamed for a lot of it. I get that, but development was what I was hoping for with this team, and now they're bringing back Solo, whose upside is what. You
0: you know what this is, so again i i always use the real sports examples just cuz it t- it just ties in so easily and i hate to be cliche but it is what it is this is exactly like when you have a new goalie or a new pitcher like a new goalie in hockey or a new pitcher the reason hockey's like goalies in hockey they they ease them into the role it's very very rare that you ever see like a 19 year old kid that's just drafted be a starter right away even like even high draft pick goalies are almost never starters right away. They they let them develop. They let them get used to the speed of the game. And there's like a weird – like, those roles have like a weird mental angle to them that I'm not entirely sure is the case here necessarily. But if you didn't want him just going out there and just getting obliterated every single game for another split and then he's just like, I'm not going to be a pro ever. I'm done with this, right? You don't want to ruin him. Like, if you're the Golden Guardians and you're not going to spend money this year – you don't want to ruin whatever it is you're thinking for next year, right? And then you also have to show that you give a shit at all, because if you don't, then I think you have to start questioning ownership, period. So I think this is kind of a happy medium. Solo's been around for a a while. He can kind of show the ropes to Iconic, and then maybe, you know, Niles picks up some things in Academy, and then... Because you got to remember, Niles and Iconic, they just skipped that. Like, they never had... They went right from, like, college to the you know to the NHL they never went to the AHL they never went to the developmental leagues like they just they made the jump right away so there was going to be some of that and you know maybe this is the equivalent of like letting him play in the AHL for a season get his legs under him and then maybe he'll come back again next year and and you know be in better shape any thoughts on going guardians
1: no and i i think that's the right move really yeah. i think this is a very good move i think We've seen this work for teams in the past where, you know, you bring in one veteran to help kind of train up some of the younger guys. And uh, I think they're making the, the right move here. Uh, you know, it, I like going for the full rebuild, but if it doesn't work out, like you said, it, at some point you got to be cognizant of, of the pressure you're putting on these guys to perform above a certain skill level. And, I mean, it's mentally draining for Niles to, every time he opens up his Twitter, have – people in his mentions saying you know you're the worst player in the lcs like you know and that's just not good for his his future so um i think i think i think this is a is a the correct move yeah for sure and solo is exactly
0: the guy you want to get for these exact situations so
1: yeah yeah assuming his you know it seemed like we didn't hear much about in the past you know he's been classified as a toxic teammate but um seemed like we didn't hear much about that last year so assuming he's kind of grown up and out of that phase i think He's the perfect kind of guy. It's just feels like that like, be a steady, steady Eddie up there.
0: It feels like an everybody wins situation, except for Golden Guardians, who probably aren't going to win too many games. So. Yep. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about it, So they added Chime to replace newbie. Uh, I don't know much about Chime at all. They used the Academy. Uh, Golden Guardians Academy did not do well in the actual Academy split. I think they did decent at Proving Grounds, and I think they beat a couple of these upstart teams. But... Uh, Am I remembering that right? I saw they beat somebody relevant, but I don't know. I don't know much about them. I know the Golden Guardians. I know, like in the middle of the season, we were like, okay, who can they bring up because this is not working? And then I looked at their academy team, and they were like zero and four or whatever. I was like, yeah, this is not maybe not great. So, any thoughts on Chime? Or, or I, I just don't. I haven't watched enough Golden Guardians Academy. I
2: don't have anything on him. I don't. They're unremarkable even in Academy.
0: Yeah, Kev's like it can't be worse than newbie. We'll see. Uh, Immortals, no changes. I kind of like running it back. This team's young; they're gonna keep improving. I hope. Um, I just Immortals weren't a bad team, right? Like they didn't see like they weren't they weren't Golden Guardians. Like they were not that level. Oh. Like,
1: I forgot, Kev just mentioned it, but I forgot, Golden Guardians was the ones that had that, their academy team was the one that had that coach that said, like, basically all oh, my yeah. players are shit. Yeah. So, I forgot about that, that was, that's a good call out, uh, yeah, so, and then they, they ended up playing pretty well, they had a couple big upsets, I think they beat like Tim, Team Liquid and
0: stuff. yeah, and then all the people were shitting on the coach after the fact. And, yeah, uh, exactly, man, like, it was hilarious. Maybe you were the problem, or what the fuck's that yeah. asshole's name? He like burned. Yeah, don't right? don't he burned remember. every single bridge. He's out of this business. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, I I kind of like Immortals. They're gonna be another another split. Better. They weren't. They lost a lot of games last season, but they they were they were like the team that was like they were playing fine and they just didn't get a lot of wins. Uh, I don't think they're gonna get a lot of wins particularly, but like I think they're kind of in this like you know this soup in the middle of the uh, the pool here.
2: They were one of the teams that I think upsetted uh, Team Liquid, yeah, uh, in one of their games, and gave us some. Maybe they they have these like random wins against the better teams, but they certainly would beat the the, the Golden Guardians of the world and uh, better than FlyQuest, I would at least think. Yeah,
0: uh, Team Liquid. So this is kind of a big deal. Uh, Kane, Coach Kane, left for Afrika Freaks. Roster stays the same. Uh, Jat has mostly taken over. So maybe this isn't that big a deal. But Kane is a very smart dude. And has had a lot of success. Probably just wanted to be in charge. Would be my guess. Like he didn't want to split duties. And, and Jat's kind of in charge of this team now. So maybe this probably seemed mutual to me. He wanted to rebuild something. Don't think it's going to make that big a difference. So I definitely misspoke saying it was a big deal. I just... I have a lot of respect for Kane, so I said it was a big deal, and then I thought about it as a way to make Jets doing most of the stuff now, so never mind. Uh, no changes for TSM either. So, big picture, upgrade, just, we'll do quick upgrade, downgrade, and do, like, a quick rough tier list just off top of your head. Rough tier list. So, I'm going to go, I'll go, I still think Cloud9 and Liquid are your S tier, like your top tier teams. I think, like, A plus S minus is probably going to be 100 Thieves, TSM, and we'll keep it at those two. And then I think you're going to have, like, your your EGs, your CLGs, are prob- and your Dignitas, I think, are going to be, like, somewhere in the middle. And then the bottom three. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I, I'm similar. I have. I, I would say it's for me. It's uh, Cloud Nine, Team Liquid, Gap, and then Hundred Thieves, TSM, EG, and then a minor Gap, CLG, and uh, CLG, and who was the other one I wanted to include? Yeah, Dignitas. Yeah, Dignitas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yes. FlyQuest, mm-hmm. Golden Guardians, Immortals is not very. Happy with I think I think FlyQuest is the best of the rest, but I think Immortals is the I, best I,
0: of the rest. Yeah, but you know, it's nitpicking. I think. Yeah, I, I just. I, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's very similar to both of y'all teams. TLC not in their own tier. They have a bit of a gap. I'm I'm tempted to say TSM might be a tier faller, but I'll keep them up there. Um, and then. Everything else is the same with you all. all right. Yeah, this is early thought.
0: LEC, we've got Astralis making no changes, which is weird. Who, did who is Zar? I'll are. just say they. I mean, the nuke duck thing yeah. happened during the season,
1: but mm-hmm. still technically a change from the beginning. Of yeah. uh, who okay.
0: did, I... did I delete a name here?
2: Mm, I don't think so. It was empty. Excel. Right?
0: Um, yeah, I so, oh, I did. Ah, something. that was so... a team. Excel add Nuke and Denik to Grizzled Veterans, and Chekalad and Torre go to, I believe, Academy. Let me double check that real quick. I don't think they left. Yeah,
2: good. I think that's that's right.
0: Oh no, they're they're out. Oh,
2: they they're out, go, out. They
0: didn't even go to Academy. They're just out. I thought they
2: went to an Academy team, but maybe not. Um, the Excel
0: Chekalad one. back to Mouse Sports. It looks like, and Torre going to Medlines Madrid. So those two will probably shit on the develop the developmental scene all over again, and then we'll be back here again next year. <clears throat> this we kind of talked about this a lot in the Discord when this came out, but uh, th- there's a couple angles to this. First of all, like, d- am I the only one that thinks Dan was the like the weakest player on this team? Like, I think Tori I had a and Tori ra- were pretty equally bad. Yeah, Tori yeah. had a rough season, but like it just surprised me they didn't replace him if they were going to replace people, but maybe it was Dan and check not working. I don't know. But, uh, the, so I'm just going to, I'll just come out and like, try to sum this up as quickly as I can with these. is like, these are not sexy moves. These are not popular moves. These are not popular players. These are players that people like to shit on all the time, but I do think it's probably going to help this team win more. Maybe not next year. I guess we should talk about that too. Like, can we, can we maybe put a little less emphasis on like rebuilding for the future? Cause I do think we've, we've, we've kind of swung too far in the other direction again. Do you guys agree with me on that? Like I've never really brought this up, but it feels like everybody is so forward thinking now. Like we've gotten into like the, the 76ers, like blow it up mentality for league of legends. I, I get that people don't like recycled veterans, but the fact of the matter is a lot of times like if that's going to help you win, you just want to do it, right? Like you can you have developmental leagues to develop players. You can get into the season, see how this new roster looks. If it's not working, then try out the new kids, right? I understand you want to give the people time, but it wasn't working with this. So maybe Check needs a different jungler and Nuke just a band-aid fix just like Solo is with Iconic here. Like kind of the same idea. Um I I mean Again, I'm just going to be an unpopular opinion. Nukeduck has had, like, literally one bad split his entire career. So, I know it was last split. And I know people... Not last split, last summer, right? And I know people don't like him. And I know that I'm biased toward the older guys. But, like, the dude's literally had a single bad split in his entire career. So, there's a totally reasonable chance that he comes back and he's just good. And this team suddenly looks okay, right? Like, Patrick, I think, has we've seen what he can do in the past. Maybe mix it up for the sake of mixing it up. Because Patrick and Torrey were together for, what, two years? Maybe a change of pace will be good for both of them. I don't know. I, I still don't have a lot of hopes for this team. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's going to be a total dumpster fire like a lot of people do.
2: I mean, it's stable with Duck if he can return to form. I know he was dealing with some, like, stress or men- mental, just needed a mental break. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you that we do We have swung to that direction, like big picture wise, just trying to get them with the new kids, uh, trying to get something exciting. Nuke Doug is far from anything we call exciting, but it's solid and just, there's, I, I, I would think, uh, coaches love, love him.
0: Um, yeah. He's and, the, he's, he's the running back that doesn't <laughs> drop the ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he can block and he can play I will say this for nukeduck he's like he's he's basically meta immune. He plays everything. And he's done that for a long time, so like if you're not sure where the game's going, I think he's a good adjustment too. I don't know. Um not too excited for this team, but I, I don't think it's gonna be a complete shithole like everybody else seems to, including certain Fnatic players. Was that Fnatic that was saying that? Was that the like the, the leaked Discord conversation or whatever was saying, like, oh, XL's not going to win a game this season? Or uh,
1: it was self-made, who's oh, technically not, but yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, not fanatic anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Shalke, a uh, lot of concerns about the ownership group with financial problems last season. There was that kind of looming over their season. Doesn't appear that it's going to be that big an issue, but they're going to bring in Kyrae and Nuclear Ints, who I didn't really... I, I've watched a few games and he you know that's it uh, obviously Abadaga out and Gilius is in a sub role like he didn't leave so he is still there to come in and you know save the day halfway through the split when they need a miracle run
2: the moment I saw the tweet from uh, Gilius that he was being replaced I was like oh Kikis is back yeah oh.
0: right
2: <laughs> the nope. two of them
0: have to have some weird friendship Right from like all this shit, like that's gone down yeah, with the they, two of them. They talk shit to each other.
2: <laughs> it's not hidden. It. but uh, it's a I downgrade, not, right? Yeah, it's a downgrade. Uh, Kiri did not impress me at all, and like you mentioned, we gotta give him a chance. So I'm been people around mean, for a while.
0: Yeah, so
2: I'm um, even less like exciting for how he fits in with this uh, this, this team. It's just it seems.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems fine. They were pretty good. They were a lot better than I thought they were going to be last split.
2: Which is mainly a lot to do with Gilius in my opinion
0: and Abadaga. Well, really I, honestly, I no, what's his name was the MVP of this whole team?
1: Broken Blade or
0: we'll support no. Limit? Yeah, I thought Limit was really really oh, good. Oh, Limit, that's right. Um yeah, like I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think Shock is going to be that good. It's just, it's hard to, I feel like they're going to end up like Excel, where this isn't going to be a Golden Guardian-style dumpster fire, but they're probably going to be in the bottom three. Because I think these other teams made upgrades and they didn't. Alright. Fnatic, this is the big news. I think everyone's been talking about it and the rumors, and I'm going to say one more time, okay? Okay. Yeah, Broken Blade was good, Kev, you're right. Uh, I'm going to say it one more time, and I'm going to say it every time leak season happens, and I'm just going to remind everyone, what's the rush? <laughs> like, are we really that bored that we need to be talking about like this like sure, it's fun every once in a while, but when it's every day, guys, come on now. Like, I know, I know it's like counterintuitive to like my, you know, I want to interact with people on social media and all this stuff, but like Every time Wulu says anything, all of a sudden it's a fucking Reddit topic and, like, the Discord's blowing up and there's all this stuff. First of all, the dude's not been right before. Like, there's been plenty of times where he's just been, like, not there. So he's right a lot of the time. Second of all, just wait for the teams to announce it. Like, what's the big deal? Anyway, that's my getting off my soapbox. Uh, Adam from Carmine Corp is going to be the top laner. Whippo's moving to jungle. Selfmade is out, leaving for Vitality, which we'll touch on in just a little bit. Um, lot of speculation about the inner workings of Fnatic, their management, financial stuff. A lot of speculation in—I've uh, seen something in uh like different games too. So I don't know if it's all just being overreacted to, and it's just an LCS thing, and everyone's kind of extrapolating too much. But not very flattering things coming out of the Fnatic camp, and I know some of the players that have left have had some choice words. Um, I think you got—I mean. Josh, you seem like you followed this a lot more closely than I have. Um, Although we probably are reading the same exact things, right? Uh, Before we get into any of that, though, what do we actually think of of this iteration of Fnatic? Because, like, I don't want to just get bogged down in, like, you know, the high school gossip here. Like, let's talk about the actual team first. Like, Adam was really good. Like, maybe he was one of the better, like, from what I watched in EU Masters, he was one of the best players in the tournament doesn't necessarily mean he's going to translate right away. And what do we think of Whippo going to jungle? Like clearly he's got a mind for the game. He's a smart dude, but kind of mid season role swap like this is weird.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, Adam, I, yeah. So overall, I think the team's still going to be good. I think they're still going to be a playoff team. Uh, maybe, maybe in the bottom half of the playoff contenders, but I, I think, I think they're still comfortably a playoff team. Um, a lot of it is the, the, the unknown of Whippo swapping, you know. Um, it's always hard to project someone moving from lane to jungle or jungle to lane. You don't see it very often for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think it, I think they'll still be fine. I mean, Adam, Adam did his thing. He's one of those guys I know uh, people say this about Leader actually all the time, specifically. Like, I don't know if he could play in the big leagues. He's one of those guys that I kind of feel that way about because he was just abusing people on Renekton, which is like, you know. Obviously, it is a meta champ, but, like, everyone plays Renekton mm-hmm. at an extremely high level in the LEC for the most part. So, um, hard to just – know. it's it's going to be interesting to see how that translates and then, yeah, to see how Bwipo kind of pans out in the jungle. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, assuming Bwipo is an average jungler and, and Adam is average to below average top laner, I still think they have a lot of talent all the way around across the rest of the rift. So I think they're going to be a playoff team.
0: Yeah. I I think this is just the good players team. Yep. You know, that's kind of how they were last season. Like this, they were not a synergistic team whatsoever. Like this was not a a fundamentally sound team. They just had good players and beat you sometimes. And that's what they did. And I think there's like, you can get by doing that if you have very good players and they do. So uh, I I don't think fanatics winning the split or anything like that. I think they're going to have a hard time against the the really good teams. But I just think on talent alone, they're probably good enough to just get there. Like, they'll be a playoff team at the worst, I think. Like, maybe Bwipo, it's just awful and it doesn't work out. I still don't see them being worse than, like, some of these other teams, honestly. So, um, G2... Uh, the only change G two made was they added a, a secondary coach in uh, Nelson from LNG last year. He was with he's played he's in Brazil, uh, the PCS LMS. He's coached all over the world since like you know twenty twelve or twenty thirteen something like that. He's kind of a known name. He's pretty active on Twitter as well. If you uh, want to give him, a, I think he's a SNG uh, Nelson on Twitter. I forget. Um. Can, any surprise that there's no changes? Not really. Uh, G two coming in awfully quiet. By the way, zero talk about G two. <laughs> we'll see what the betting markets open up at because I'm gonna be a little interested there. Wouldn't surprise anyone to say. Honestly, like nothing would really surprise me with this team. Like if that's just it and the, it's you know the glory days are over, then so be it. But I have a hard time seeing this team not being top half minimum. So, and then they, you know, maybe they turned it back on again and they just took a split off or something too much. Wow. And now they're back in action. Uh, you know, we're not talking about this anymore. Yeah. I will add
1: the meta shifting a little bit too. Um with the way that Riot's balancing the game recently in the past few patches, they're trying to make these outplay junglers, or not outplay junglers but outplay midlaners, which is the cap specialty, as well as ganking junglers more meta, which is the Yanko specialty so
2: mm-hmm.
1: that 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 sort of game style can fit them a lot better, I know in the most recent nerf, they, they nerfed, or they buffed Ryze pretty substantially as well yep. um, and that's one of those champions where you can just outplay your opponents by being better at playing the map, He's which is again level was, was level their strength. calling card if, yeah. they,
0: if they play the first couple of weeks on this patch, Rise is going to be banned a lot. I'm just going to say that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how the, you know, I think it'll be a better for them from a meta perspective, which is which is good. Um,
0: also, this is the first, like, back. really long rest that they've had in the middle of a season ever. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the break is good for them. They can come back refreshed. You never know. Uh, no changes for Mad Lions. Not surprised there. No changes for Misfits. I- I'm not surprised by that because they went young. The young kids played pretty well. You know they've got some some you know little things to iron out, but I think Misfits are going to be another split better. They'll be good. Um, Rogue no changes makes a whole lot of sense. SK no changes kind of feels like Dignitas a little bit where like they probably just did way better than they expected to, and they don't want to mess up a good thing. But I also feel like that's sometimes dangerous because. You're just kind of accepting if you regress, right? I
1: will say there's there's been some rumors uh, from some other discords I'm in that, that SK may have some changes that just haven't been announced okay. yet that makes um, coming sense. down the pike. So just keep your eye out for that. That will <laughs> obviously change the way we handicap them. So uh,
0: And then the big one, uh, Vitality. So Vitality completely revamping. Um, so this is, I mean, essentially – I mean, they're keeping LeBrov, um and Crownshot, obviously. Top trio is completely different, so very, very different look. Uh, SLT, who played with Big last season and Game Ward before that in the EU Masters. Selfmade joins from Fnatic. That's fresh like yesterday, right? And Leader gets another shot in the LEC. So we're going to have SLT, Selfmade, Leader, uh, Crownshot, and Labrav. This team, if it works... This team is going to be dynamite. They're going to be very good.
1: Yep. It's going to be really funny that we were talking about Mad so much and then Mad's not going to make it to Worlds. All right.
0: So how does it fall apart for this team? You have a rookie top laner, essentially.
1: And he's stepping
0: into a tough spot.
1: Bit of a clash of styles, too, right? The the way that it seems like from what we've seen from Crownshot is he likes to play a lot more. Uh, the scaling type, you know, the Ezreal's, the Jinxes, uh, you know, the Ash, you know, not, he doesn't like to play anything like these Callista or Hyper or early game.
0: You think that changes if he's confident in his teammates? Uh, yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I
1: think, you know, there's, there's maybe a little bit of a clash of styles there, and, and you know, I think... You know we know that Selfmade likes to fight. We know that Leader likes to fight. So and Slt um, on big, I think they they like to skirmish, just like the uh, quite a bit. Team. <laughs> yeah, so um, could be interesting to see them. Uh, you know how their dynamic changes in that in that way. But uh, this team, other is than that, wide yeah, I don't wide range it's... of
0: outcomes, man. Wide yeah. wide. This could self destruct so easily. Like this could. I you know what though? Like the. <sighs> I didn't think – like, they were a team that was way better than their actual win total. Like, their they metrics lost. were they, a lot better than their win.
1: They reminded me – honestly, I think this is why I sympathize so much with Cloud9 during MSI is because Cloud9 and MSI reminded me of Vitality. Exactly. Games, but, exactly. Where they would, they'd have a lead, I mean, a great or spot. Or Sandbox, in the just,
0: LCK was like this too. Yeah,
1: really. and then they just make some boneheaded mistake in the mid-game and it, and it would throw the entire game um, off. So, yeah, I think I think – those are the types of teams you like to to bet on bouncing back. I think Team Liquid last spring was one of those teams, and they bounced back in a big way in the summer. So, yeah,
0: team, yeah, we'll see if they can pull it off, but it'll be interesting. This team has a boatload of potential. I'm kind of excited, yeah. but I also don't want to get totally blinded by that either. Chris, what do you think of Vitality?
2: I mean, this was funny because in coming into the year, we were seeing how Vitality keeping the same composition, keeping the same roster would have given them a good shot. And then, you know, fast forward to summer. Everyone except LeBron State. And yeah, I like the idea more than I think how they'll uh, execute. They could come into playoff, which is a big step for them, big step Mm -hmm. forward for them.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I think this team. After those that that level of changes, I mean, I think anything less than top four is a disappointment, right?
0: Uh, I don't want to say that far, but I think not I, making, I mean, not, making think, play, not making playoffs would be a disappointment.
1: Yeah, and I think it's funny because you can kind of see the vitality management like they're just constantly trying to change things, right? Um, you know, they they brought in Crown Shot in the middle of the last split, and and now they're they're going all out. I mean, they they got tenth two splits in a row, and it seems like now they're like, listen, this can't continue happening. We got to do something here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can, but by the power invested in our wallets, we will we <laughs> All, will their, do CS- what we all can. their
0: CSGO winnings, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can thank um, you can thank ZWU for Vitality's new league <laughs> players, <laughs> also for your DFS plays. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the most slam dunk player in any any sport anything for cash ever in anything. Dude is. Mm-hmm. If you don't watch Counter Strike? Go watch that dude play Counter Strike. He's a wizard. Um, they also made a couple. They brought the academy coaching staff up too. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that is a that is not insignificant. I will say that. Yeah. Um, I think Duke is Duke was the one that's on the outs, right? Like he was the head coach, I think.
2: I was about to ask because he was their vitality coach, and yeah. he learned under Peter Dunn, so he had that similar style.
1: I, I, I can't remember which was the coach and which is the coach between Duke and, and Mephisto or whatever, but yeah. um, they, they approached the game quite differently, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think
0: yeah. it's definitely uh, going to see some significant changes there. All right. Next up, we've got the LPL. Let me timestamp this. So I can put that in the show notes like not a barbarian. All right. So the LPL – We're going to have some dumpster fire teams. Uh, We're an hour in, so I'm going to try to pick the pace up a little bit. There's actually not that many moves that are super relevant, so I'll try to go through these a little quicker. One of the big ones right off the bat, though, um, Billy Billy are adding Weiwei and PB God from Victory 5. Um, So I didn't know this, but Meteor was playing without a contract. Or, like, at least it wasn't in the database. Which is... Weird, I don't. God damn it, China! Like, why do you always have to be? Why you gotta be so complicated? Um, and then Mark is out as well. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit. He um, went back to LGD. Um, Meteor's good, but has some question marks. You know, behind the scenes, uh, Weiwei is good. I think recently, like less split or two. I think Weiwei has been a better jungler than Meteor, but similar style, similar ilk, uh, and PP God. Billy Billy, once again, should be good. I don't know how good, and therein lies the problem. So... (laughs) Yeah,
1: it seems to be a recurring issue with this team. It's just They're just going to be tough to predict. I'm just going to default to, hey, they're going to be a gatekeeper. They're going to be 9th Yeah, you, you can't really be go, too, too awfully wrong with that if you say they're going to be
0: exactly middle of the pack. They're going to be better than LNG. They're the new 10th place team. I think they're the new best yeah. of the rest. I, th- I think this team is going to be the, the, the top of the... The LPL, there's a gigantic gap between the top 9 teams and the rest of the league. Like, statistically, win-loss... Just looking at it with your eyes. Gigantic gap between those teams and the rest. Uh, In the standings, it looked competitive. It was not. Right? I do think Billy Billy could maybe... I think Billy Billy's going to be your last playoff team. Barring somebody just completely self-destructing in the top nine. But we'll see. I said that last season with this team and they sucked, so who the hell knows. EDG. Gorey is leaving. We'll get to him in a little bit. He's going back to the LCK. To get a starting job, which we will be talking about shortly, um, no changes for EDG. No surprise, the team was really, really good. No need to mix anything up. Uh, there was some concerns about Scout and longevity, but he was awesome last season. So that, by the way, there's a reasonable case to to make for Scout being like the best mid laner in the LPL last season. I don't personally think he is, but, like, the numbers make a good, strong case for it. He was very, very good. So, um, yeah, EDG are going to be good again. I don't, probably top four, top six. Uh, fun plus, a uh, little update. So, Bo is now suspended until July 1st. This isn't new. We knew about this a couple months ago from the match-fixing investigation. They did retain uh, retain Bishwan and Tiana's still there. Uh, the only person that left is Prince, uh, the eighty carry that played uh, a couple games so Yeah, I I think everyone the only real thing to talk about with FPX is like I think everyone's just assuming Bo's gonna come back in and I wouldn't necessarily just automatically assume that's gonna happen. Like, yeah, the dude was an absolute savage in like the twelve games or whatever he played. He had these he's he has like the single if he never plays another professional game, he's the best jungler of all time. But you know that's not going to last. And in- honestly, that's a spot where if they announce that he's going to play, I would probably fade. <laughs> just because the price is going to react so severely to that. Because people are just, like, hooked on it. People are – oh, FPX with Bo is better. FPX FPX was good no matter what jungle they played with. But that That's the-, the moral of the story here. So, um, Also, TM looked better than he looked all last year this season. So we'll see if he can keep that going. Um, I just want to give an update on that whole thing. Any comments? You're going to... There's going to be another couple of these, uh, victims of the... Not victims. Deserving. Deservers of the punishment. (laughs) Um, from the suspensions and the match-fixing investigations. Invictus add Nofei. Uh, so those who don't know Nofei, he's top five coach of all time, probably. Just in terms of, like, raw success. Um... Went to World Finals with KU Tigers in 2015, won an LPL championship with EDG in 2016. That team uh, only lost two Rocks Tigers at Worlds, which, you know, they were a finalist. Um, The good Afrika teams from three years ago, he was their coach, and he was a multi-time world attendee and LCK champion with the Najin franchise, you know, in the early days of League of Legends. So, Nofe is a very good coach. Um... I honestly think that's exactly what this team needs. And we saw what happened when they had, you know, a change in personality in terms of, like, approach to the game. They, last summer, added, you know, the assistant coach. Instantly things change. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the change, but to me this can't hurt. This is, like, only an upgrade, so... Uh, this is the thing
2: about Invictus, uh, who is the coach, and is the coach, does he have any impact? Because from the past where we yeah. saw Invictus, it's because they don't, didn't respect who was the shot-calling, they just did whatever they wanted to do. Hopefully, No fate brings a bit more respect and stability, because that's what this team was lacking all throughout.
0: To me, like this, this kind of hire says something, that the management is kind of done fucking around. Essentially, like that's that's what it says to me, anyway. Because um, they've never really had. Well, I guess uh, who am I thinking of? I think the year that they won the worlds. Yeah. It was a Dan. Was it was a Danny that year. I forget off the top of my head now. Ah, uh, I'm not gonna look it up on air, but yeah, we'll see. JDG, uh, they add LPC from the Academy. He's a carry player, presumably to maybe push Loken a little bit or to have more, maybe open up a spot for another import potentially because he's a Chinese uh, uh, domestic um, player. Uh, ZA out, so we're not going to have any questions there. It's going to be a gal. That experiment fell flat on its face. I I don't know. Kind of did its job, right? We kind of expected it was just going to be like, don't overwork either of these guys kind of situation, but it turns out they both just want starting reps, so... Uh, or at least ZA does. <laughs> LGD, get ZA and Mark back, and we are right back where we were in 2020. This, get this fucking team, dude. This... What is wrong with this organization? How many years do they have to... Is this just the retirement home? So we have, like, the NA retirement home, right? That's the meme, right? Right? The L- LGD is the LPL retirement home. When's the last time this team... I, they went to Worlds last year. What the fuck do I know? What the fuck do... That was... You want to talk about Lightning Striking like five times? That was that team last year. I don't even want to talk about this team. Well, I, Like... You want to get pissed off about bringing veterans back? Or you want to get pissed off that they're not going young? We always talk about all this shit with every other team. Why the fuck does this team get a pass every single season? Why is it the L. LP- why is the Chinese media tearing this team a new one every single year? Watch well, them make playoffs now, and I'm going to be like, you know, eating my hat in four months or whatever. LGD are going to suck again. You know why they're going to suck again? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why right now. Because it's never going to be the same five people. It's going to be the same shit that they do every single time, and they're never going to have any continuity, and we're right back where we started. They dropped UniBoy. Oh no! I don't know why I'm so butthurt against about LGD. I just hate that. They- I hate that they are such a storied and OG esports franchise that are just dominant. It, like over the last dec- two decades, just a dominant Dota franchise, multi-game team. They were dominant early on in League of Legends, and just fucking terrible now. It's like they never, ah, whatever, I'm done. They don't even deserve more talking about LNG, no changes. I think LNG were kind of the best of the rest, but they were clearly not close to the top nine level. Uh, when I was doing, like, filtering the model out for, like, good teams, uh, in most of the leagues, I was like, oh, like, we'll just do filter by playoff teams or, like, the actual good teams. I filtered the LPL by the top nine and left them out. Because I do think they were that much worse than, you know, Invictus or whoever was ninth, right? Um, is it surprising that they didn't make any changes? I guess they think they're close.
1: I'm kind of surprised more than anything that they didn't lose Tarzan. Yeah. I thought he looked good enough that one of these other teams would have been like, okay, you know, he's not... He didn't completely fall off. He's still got hands. Let's get him onto our roster. You know, I...
0: I'm surprised the El it, didn't go like. Yeah, that's
1: back, that's. But... Uh, I was thinking. I mean, uh, Hanwa. I, I kind of surprised Hanwa didn't want to reach out there. He's make,
0: maybe he's just making a boatload of money. I don't yeah,
1: know. Yeah, that could be. Um, but yeah, I kind of surprised, or even like, even like Africa. You know, one of these bigger ores or something. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of surprised, honestly, more than anything, because um, I don't think anyone really blamed him for much of the many of the losses. Um, I thought. Didn't I see something about Iwandi e- e was trying out
0: with someone else? Or did I, don't I make know. that up? I didn't see anything. If I, maybe it's that was... If that's the okay. thing, then Iwandi's very good, actually. And I think if the meta stays similar, like in all these kind of supports and stuff, he's a maniac. Like He's very good at this kind of thing. I think Iwandi's one of the more underrated players in the LPL just in general. I thought he was the best player on that team, unpopular opinion. He had a trial with Wee, is what I was thinking of. Hmm. But I don't know if
1: anything came out of it. But but yeah, that was... Oh, it was Mekuia. Oh, that That's makes sense.
0: Was. Okay. Alright. Um, yeah. <laughs> OMG. Add another mid laner. His name was Crime. Now it's Cream. Can't make this shit up. Uh, it's the Academy mid laner. And then Abel, who I believe was an Invictus Academy AD carry... Like, one of the stable of Invictus Academy eighty carries that they had. I might be mixing the teams up. Um, he was pretty good. He had pretty good numbers the last I looked at, but that was a long time ago, so I don't really know. Um, add a new eighty carry. This team's going to suck again. A'Lelia and Bright left.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter. OMG well, is just... Same oh, as LGD. Sh-
0: Maybe a little less frustrating because they don't constantly change things. They try to have some continuity. Another, It's the same exact story. Like, old franchise, like, old school, storied organization. Just can't figure it out. Rare Adam, no changes. Uh, Rogue Warriors, uh, Ziv left, which, no surprise. Ziv, I feel bad because the guy's been so good in his career and took a opted into a late career... Upgrading competition. That takes some balls, honestly, right? Like, he was probably making pretty good money domestically in the PCS, like Taiwan. But, uh... He was a guy who was like the king of the castle there. You know, what, seven, eight years into his career, opts to upgrade and go to the LPL. Just got completely smashed. He was ter- He was maybe the worst player in the league, but... Or one of them. But I kind of respect that, uh... Oh, we didn't. We'll get to that in a minute. Um... What's it called? Yeah, so like I feel, I've, you know, I, I respect that he tried, but it w- it was not working. Um, that said, they don't actually have anybody under contract for the protein for the the top team right now, so I'd assume it's going to be their academy top laner, who I know absolutely nothing about. So, um, probably can't be worse. Uh, RNG, no changes, no surprise. Sooning add a bot laner, their academy bot laner. Um, he's not replacing. He's just on the uh, on the main roster now, I assume for sub purposes, maybe to give some breaks. Add and Jinjao are out. Okay. Um, kind of surprising. Uh,
1: both like I don't think neither of them ended up getting picked up, right? Or am I not that said? I know of? Um, yeah, just a little bit surprising because both of mm. them were. Uh, I mean, ADD's kind of historically been like that average top laner, He's right? The solo of the East. Yeah, maybe he ends <laughs> up in maybe he ends up back in uh, up there with with the Rogue Warriors or something. But uh, but uh, Jinjiao
0: ADD, you heard it here first. Yeah,
1: but Jinjiao I thought was a he was a pretty higher uh, one of the higher level AD carries I thought um, and then last he year at least. To support. Yeah,
0: and he was decent at that too. But like we didn't get to see a lot of games. Yeah, and he so hasn't just... really played on stage in a while, so that's yeah. So
1: it's a little bit surprising he's not getting picked up by anyone. You, think that's kind of
0: a guy you might want just for death purposes or something but um, team we this is kind of the interesting one for the LPL though the one ever that's got all the everybody excited so team we add mole from victory five they added a 80 uh, AD carry from their academy team called stay Uh Jomang is renaming to elk because elk I don't know <laughs> and then they add assassin who was v5's coach last year. Well, I should clarify, he was v5's coach in summer last year until this season and this season. So, uh assassin and mole coming over from v5. WE were like kind of the fundamental team. I I'm, I'm not entirely sure I like this um, more cooks in the kitchen situation, the coaching staff, but I, I don't know. That could end up meaning nothing. Um, he could end up serving a role as, like, a positional coach or something. Do we think Moles an upgrade over Shanks? I thought Shanks was pretty good, but I do think Moles very, very good. Seems kind of like a side grade to me. Maybe slight upgrade, maybe.
2: Um, yeah, I don't see, like, a huge, like, jump but maybe a slight upgrade because I do think more played better in Spring than Shanks did.
0: This feels like a I hard just hope fight, they have right? continuity.
1: Yeah. I, I just hope they're not going to now make it a three-man rotation in mid. You know, so...
0: I, I, mentioned, I mentioned it in the Discord yesterday, but, like, there's a chance that this just doesn't gel right away. And the good thing for team WE is that the bottom half of the league sucks so bad that they don't really have to be afraid of not making playoffs. But if they have a bit of a rough start, there's a good chance that they're not going to have great seating for playoffs. And that thing makes things a lot more difficult for them if they want to get to worlds. So if this is a team that's like looking to have it all together by playoff time and they don't care what their seat is by that time, they just want to be the best team that they can figure out. Um, I think that's good for them, but be prepared for maybe a rocky start with this, with this team, you know, and their elk. <laughs> it's such a weird name. Um, and Mang is down to Academy. So we don't need to worry about that, but that could change at any moment. So, uh, top Esports sports at King Tian or Ching Tian. I think that's what that is. Right. Um, I believe was in, I want to say it was like young miracles or JDG young. I think it was young, miracles young top miracles, it was young miracles, top tenor. Yeah. young miracles, long history of, they're like the, the, the super prospect team, the developmental team. They're like the Griffin of the LPL, except they don't have a pro team. So, um, a lot of stars in this league. I think it was, somebody did the math like last year. At some point it was like 12% of like the all pro team or whatever. It was like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I don't think he's actually going to play that much. I think this was just, like, kind of there probably doing due diligence and said, hey, this is a good player, and we have some money. Like, let's go get him, and maybe he'll split. Maybe he'll – he might play some. I I could see him, like, maybe splitting time just to see what they had because I think Topper in a similar situation where it's like, you know, we're going to make playoffs just a matter of seeding. 369 was really good last season. So uh, I don't know if this is, like, a sign that maybe behind the scenes he's – you know, getting burnt out or something or needs a break, but looked at the numbers. There, That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. There was, there was rumors. I mean, we are still a few weeks out on LPL too. So some of the stuff may not be totally final. Cause mm-hmm. there were rumors too, that three, six, nine was actually going to be leaving top. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to see how that plays out. We do have a couple more weeks for that stuff to all settle in, I think. Uh, but you would think a team like Top would want to have their roster finalized by now without, you know, having not been in MSI and expecting to compete for a, title you'd hope that they would want to have their 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 lineup set in stone but yeah pretty recent rumors i think uh, as, as recent as like last week coming yeah. out from some of the top lpl people that i follow on twitter saying the 369 maybe yeah maybe
0: again we just haven't heard official yet but that yeah has, exactly that, is, that I've, I've read the same things so it's i would say wait and see uh, don't be surprised by either basically or a timeshare could be both um team's still gonna be good I think uh I don't know like yeah 369 was actually kind of nuts last season like Nogari was the only person like he was the only person in remotely in the ballpark of Nogari last season so um yeah interesting uh, Thunder Talk oh my god so Thunder Talk got uh, uh, I think a lot of people know this we talked about it a couple episodes ago but they uh, were the biggest I want to say victims but these people they deserve to be punished um they were the biggest uh on the they were on the receiving end of the uh match fixing bans and suspensions so bless is suspended till next year teen is suspended until august 21st this year and head coach chris is suspended indefinitely they added lang g uh yay in mid catch at support who renamed a patch who was uh, an academy player um this, I think, this team's gonna be bad, man. Like, you have some people that we know, but Langi is like perennially overrated. He's not bad, but like he, everyone, everyone's just expecting him to be what he was like you know three splits ago, and maybe recapture some of that. He's like not, he's not bad. He's better than a lot of the developmental tops, I think. But like, oh, just not a lot to be excited about here. They're gonna need some of these rookies to really, to really show well to to make any kind of noise. I think. Thunder talk probably going to be around the bottom of the table again. Any thoughts? Uh, so we don't know if – so uh, Kev says in the chat, he said, why aren't they giving uh, Captain a chance? Uh, let me just double check, but Captain I'm pretty sure is still on the roster. And uh, I was just going by ch- – I'm just announcing changes, not necessarily starting roster. So uh, no, Captain is out. He's – well, no, he's not out. He's on – he's he's just on the academy team. He's on Thunder Talk Young. So, probably going to be Twyler, yay. And then Lang and Shalitza splitting time. And then a Korean bot lane with Patch and CMD. So, I don't know, man. Like, they, some of these players are good. Xiaoping's okay. Maybe they're not a complete dumpster fire, but I'm not excited for this team at all. Am I out of line? By your, I just think it feels. (laughs) I just think it feels
1: bad for Long Long Shi, ending up here like he was on RNG what two splits ago, now, yeah from a from a consistent you know top top tier team to Thunder Talk is they uh, weren't
0: at the time though. Yeah, well, they were a I good mean, team. They weren't. Yeah,
1: yeah. They weren't top tier, I should say, but they're a consistent at least playoff team. Yeah. That he was starting on, and you know, on the on the Uzi teams and whatnot, and uh, it's quite the fall from grace. Kind of feels bad for him. So.
0: Yeah, I think maybe partially his doing. Although I don't yeah. know. It, it What's he was so weird because he's like the um, who's like a player that's like super clutch in playoffs and just not in the regular season. Impact is the the Impact. LCS example. I know like I'm thinking traditional sports too for people like In hockey it was Danny Briere. He was like always like super underwhelming and then he was just like this absolute savage in playoffs every year. Um I'm sure there's other examples, but like Lang like he was really good when it mattered most for LGD and really I don't know if people were just sipping the Kool-Aid. I know John likes him a lot. I don't know if it's just the circles I'm frequenting, but, like, Kai was not that good most of the time. He was playing weak side a lot of the time. He was playing stuff that, you know, most people don't associate with him. Like, he was put on tank duty, essentially, for the last 12 months. And that's not what he was coming up, so maybe that's part of it. I mean we did talk about that too going into this season that like maybe that's part of that's contributing to this, but he's going to get another chance here. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's maybe not quite as good as people I think people are they have price memory of what he used to be and they're, they No, have- yeah,
1: I think it's I, I, don't, I don't I don't I think like I said, I, I don't think it's an unnecessary thing to happen. I think he's one of those guys that again is around always around league average, but it's just I mean man, that's that's got to be tough for him. For any player to go from you know the RNGs of the world to, to Thunder Talk, yeah. I think I think it's pretty big.
0: Next up, we've got Ultra Prime, Chris's new team. Uh, Chris bought a an LPL team with his winnings. Um, who who's who, who who did you add this off season, Chris?
2: <laughs> so we decided to tap into SMLZ. I know John's favorite, maybe even Josh's favorite. And we brought in Xiao Kao Bao. <laughs> I almost think of... this
0: is like Chocobo, right? Like that was <laughs> the first thing I thought when I read it. But... It's some
2: sort of bread in Chinese. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but... hey, he's getting that bread. You got to get that bread, right? <laughs> uh, Kev says hashtag How rich? Clearly can afford the dogs, right, Kev? Um, so we've got. Uh, this, so Ultra Prime is E Star. Uh, rebranded. Uh, e Star <laughs> I don't know if this is gonna fix things. <laughs> like I wanted to believe in this team. chelsea still in prison. <laughs> what does he gotta do to get out? Like is he just gonna he's just gotta throw more one V nine carry performances out to get an NA contract, right? At this point.
1: Yeah, it's tough, tough spot for him. <laughs> I wonder. It, it, it's, I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even know. It's, it's brutal. It's ugly. Wasting, wasting his talent a little bit. But. He
0: is there another player in any league, in any of the four majors, that's more team inhibited than him. He's not a perfect player, but you can definitely tell he just overplays because he has zero faith in his teammates. Like ninety percent of the time, I mean, it's just always going in. Uh, yeah, Uh,
1: yeah, twenty twenty
0: crown shot. Oof. yeah, maybe solo kill
2: mentality. I don't trust any of you suckers.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe Vitality should go get him.
1: Yo. They have a lot of money invested in LeBron, so yeah, don't think so.
0: LeBron is very good, by the way. I think he's kind of underrated as well, but you know, it's a different conversation. Um, Vision superstar, FYI. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This team's not gonna be great. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe Jacques is gonna be good. SMLZ just kind of a known quantity at this point. Uh, he's not terrible, not good, like. Medium floor, low ceiling. Just a guy, basically. (laughs) Um, Victory 5. Add Uniboy and two new coaches. Lose Langji, Mole, Weiwei, and PP God. They lose their team. Just so you guys know, they haven't announced shit yet besides Uniboy. So this team is kind of up in the air still. Last place... Victory zero and five. Victory five total wins on the season. This team's gonna be bad. I literally I highlighted it and said dumpster fire alert. This team's gonna be real bad. Yeah, I
1: think I think they should look into uh, my my solo duo queue partner Kilometer Kevin. He'd probably <laughs> play for a little bit cheaper than the guys they are playing and give about the same
0: results. So. Maybe maybe they could afford dogs then. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is the best. By the way, it's like. There's a there's a handful of choice memes from the esports department Discord and this is one of them. <laughs> um, that's it for the LPL. I, honestly, like it feels like the top nine are the same. They're gonna be good. Maybe the order gets jumbled a little bit. I think Billy Billy's probably your new playoff team. I think they're better than LNG. But rest of this league looks
1: oh no, just v- terrible. Vince with a positive note about Billy Billy. That'll come back to bite him. Someone clip well, that. Like,
0: no. So listen. Like, <laughs> Billy, Billy, and LNG—like who? Who of those bottom teams is better than those two? Does it matter? No. Like you
1: know, it, has it ever mattered with Billy, Billy? Always They're was. always have the talent. Was, they right? always find <laughs> a way. They, they always find a way to mess it up. So, all
0: right. So, I guess the better question for the LPL is: Do, do we think like who's going to of the top nine teams who who could self-destruct the most? I mean Invictus in this? is just in yeah, in, 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 in. <laughs> Zimbabwe. I mean Invictus, like it, it's actually just self destruct spell backwards. Soon yeah.
1: so, if I mean sooning could could fall back to what we thought they would be. You know, they ended a hot, but maybe they fall back to what we thought they would be. Um, it's tough. I mean, yeah.
2: If any team can get over another like playoff team, I think LNG might be the one that's in trouble because they cannot stay stale and think that they'll win or yeah. do anything.
0: And we don't think any of these teams is, is stepping up to the plate, right, really. One of them's going to make the playoffs. It's just the way it goes. But, you know, is this going to be even worse than Spring was? Spring was like one of the most polarized leagues I've ever seen. Like, I know people, the, the top of the table was awesome. And there there are 17 teams, so I understand that there's going to be a stratification. Matches between the top nine teams were outstanding. The rest were absolute trash. Like garbage. Like pure garbage. Like some of the least competitive games I've ever seen. So, uh, it's not looking like that's going to change so I guess uh, we're going to have some days where we don't need to pay as much attention, I suppose. <laughs> I will unfortunately be having to grind all of this film, and I'm going to be crying myself to sleep on some of it. So, LCK! How far in are we? 127, alright. So, LCK. Uh, not too much changing, straight up. A uh, couple couple that we'll talk to. Afrika add Kane from Team Liquid. I think worth considering, for sure, and you know, returning back to Korea, said success all over the place. I don't know, Afrika were just the most infuriating team. Were they the most? Were they the most frustrating team last year? Maybe Dignitas last season.
1: Yeah, those two were hand in hand. I, I think I actually said that they're both my my downfall. So
0: Sandbox and Afrika. Oh, look at you! Come on, flex that. Come on. Don't, 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 don't get all, all cool. You can flex that. <laughs> What's that? You called that. Oh yeah. 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 Um, DRX, no changes, no surprise. Damn No changes, no surprise. Uh, Brion, their strategic coach left. The head coach and the rest of the staff is still there. No changes. Otherwise, uh, ADD is going to land here. I said it earlier. I'm calling it. Um, did Sohan sign here? I thought i seen something about that earlier. No,
2: Sohan went to a, uh, I think it was a Turkish
0: league. Oh, did he? Okay. I've seen he signed yeah. somewhere. I just wasn't sure. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, it looked almost like their logo from Riyan, but
0: that's yeah. Turkish. G, no changes, but uh, Life did get his contract extended uh, last month, and we didn't mention it because we were in the middle of a bunch of things. Uh, hanwa no changes. No, uh, Kind of surprising a little bit. But they've got a whole stable of players. I think they just need to find the right puzzle. They need to put it all together, and I think they'll be okay. Um, KT Rolster, no changes. KT Rolster kind of made their changes in the middle of the season. Like, they're going young. Uh, Like, toward the end of the season, when they just went with Gideon and uh, what's his name at eighty Carry, they just kind of – that was what it was. Um, I think that's what we're going to get going forward. Could be better in summer uh sandbox leo and route leave we knew that same thing they just made their choice in the middle of the season they added a top laner in howling and they also added king kong i mean how can you not love that um he was their academy bot laner or one of them anyway sandbox and Afrika were the fifth and sixth best teams by the numbers but they certainly were not in the standings, so I would expect those two to have a better summer. Afrika, Afrika, quite literally, I don't think they, it's possible for them to lose more games than they did playing the way they played. Like they, they, they like crit missed on like every possible thing they could pop. Like there's so many games of. I mean, maybe that's a coaching thing. I don't know. Maybe Kane will help them out and settle them down. I don't know, but uh, I would expect those two teams to. Perform in the standings better than they did last year, even though the performance will basically be probably the same. Not a lot of changes. Uh, maybe the biggest change? Uh, most exciting, at least to me anyway, is um, Nongshim. They figured it out! Nongshim, uh, Juhan, and most importantly, Bay. going back to Academy. Uh, we didn't get to see any Juhan, so... Uh, Bay going back to Academy, is the big one. Bay was... The worst player in the LA- LCK. I hate to say it. He had a good... So, he was pretty good in, like, the last two series they played. And he had, like, I don't know, like, a half dozen, like, decent games, but he was never... He had... He was he was the worst player in the league. I kept pointing to it every game. It was the reason I ended up fading them, even though the numbers didn't say it a lot of the time, just because he was really, really a liability. So, they add Gorey, who was... Uh, on EDG last split, we were kind of curious if he was going to get any playing time. But, uh, the SKT jeans, scout from SKT, both of these guys studied under Faker at different times. Uh, now Gorey is finally going to get his shot. And Gorey is very, very good. He's been a highly touted prospect basically for three years. Four years. Uh-huh. I this is exactly what Nongshim needed to do to me. Like the mid lane was such a problem for them that just give me a good like an average player and they're going to be a much better team. I think. I don't know if they're going to compete with the top of the table, but I think this is a playoff team. Probably. I think it's going to be like them and Sandbox and and Afrika, and honestly, I like all three of those teams more than I like DRX. But DRX is probably going to be in that mix too. Uh, they're going to be battling for those fifth and sixth spots. So can't really ask for much more from them. They added a coach, or they added a coach as well. But uh, as just adding another decent team to the LCK, I think is going to make it more interesting because the uh, the LCK a lot of the problem was a lot like China the split where it was just super stratified. Like the top four are way better than everyone else, and with DRX being the weird exclusion this season, uh, hopefully the middle of the table is a lot more competitive this time around, which should be interesting. Nongshim could take teams off, games off the good teams with this.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, they had, they 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 flashed their abilities last year at times, but just were a little bit too inconsistent and ultimately let us down in a couple of spots. But I think I think this is a, a, a pretty substantial change in my
0: eyes. I think I think Gory is a very good player. Yeah, changes the complexion of this team a lot. Chris, what do you think?
2: What do you know about Comet, Coach Comet? Uh, no. Not much. Because that was one of the things that i am always um, criticized Shim is that they continue to hold on to this really uh, hyper ADC uh, style. They really just fed everything to DuckDum and hope that they can win that way. If this coach can bring in a different flair, I might be a bit more optimistic on They They were one of our teams in spring or preseason spring that yeah. we thought... I'm
0: gonna be high up there. But. So um, I'll just read off his resume. Uh, Zenix Storm. Eight years. He's been a coach for eight years. So, oh. actually, no, he was a player on Zenix Storm. I remember this now. He was a pretty good player. Uh, yeah, he was like a Blitzcrank player. I'm pretty sure. Uh, played with Jynair as well. Uh, actually, no. He's he was co- he's stopped playing. Started coaching in 2017 with Jinair, Afrika, Sooning, Sandbox. His first year, he was the assistant, like a uh, co-head coach. Mm-hmm. When that was like that, that was like their their coming out season from the academy, mm-hmm. and he was with them for their development for that as well. Uh, and then he brief stint with T1 last year as an assistant, and now with Nongshim. Okay, so he took last split off. So, okay, maybe that's where he got his
2: connection with gory,
0: yeah, maybe um and t one no changes, so I think the l c k that that battle for the fifth and sixth spots gonna be interesting. I think there's a a very, very real chance that drX just completely fall out, and I mean really the l c k like so many of these teams just way underperformed expectation. Like, multiple teams did. So, it just created this really weird dynamic where the bottom teams were real bad. But, hopefully, like, that can be interesting. And maybe maybe one of these teams steps up and can challenge, kind of like DRX did this season. Uh, but, ultimately, I think our, our overall view of the LCK isn't going to change too much, right? Like, it's a top two... Like, you have a top tier with Genji and One, and then, like, you can make an argument for T1 depending on what they show oh, mm-hmm. make an argument for Hanwa like it, so I have it as like a tier one like the S tier is Dan One Gen G and Genji, the, and like the S plus S minus or A A plus or A tier whatever you want to call it is uh like Hanwa and T1 mm-hmm. I kind of think T1 is higher personally
2: they should be if they have a consistency yeah.
0: and then like the top four I think are way better but like I don't know, like pick who's who's your dark horse to maybe sneak into top four if you had to pick one. Probably Nongshim for me.
2: Agree. Nongshim.
0: I think or Nongshim or Sandbox for me.
2: Sandbox, we'll have to see how they do with the new players. Yeah.
0: Uh, sounds cool. like they're just also still going with
2: Crocker Jump. Jungle
0: Boy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. We made it through all of them, and we tried to keep it relatively brief. We, we, we clocked in at an hour 36, so not too bad. Not too bad. Um not going to do pick of the week this week because there's not really anything out. I don't see features posted anywhere that are, you know, reasonable limits and everything. So, uh, anything else? You got anything for sign-offs? Anything going on this weekend? What are you guys up to this weekend? I actually I'm not, not doing that, I Damn. Clash. Damn. Exciting. <laughs> It'll be a clash weekend. Riveting stuff, guys. Riveting stuff. You know, I'm gonna borrow. You know, we'll 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 get creative here. I'm gonna borrow from another podcast I listen to. Um, They do, they do. It's called Scoops and Poops. So it's a magic podcast. But in the in that, um, you can essentially scoop, you know, a final round to scoop somebody into the top eight with a draw. Uh, if you're not going to, if if a win for you isn't going to get there, but a win for them will get them there, you can scoop it and you know either talk on the side or just if it's a friend of yours or something you can do that. So they do scoops, which is like you know props for something, a person, a place, a movie, uh, whatever, and they do poops, which is just something you want to shit on. So uh, I'll go first. I'll say like, uh, hmm, scoops to MSI. It was a great tournament this year. Uh, way like especially the second two stages I like the new format a lot uh I have some questions about you know side selection in the finals which I think have has been talked to death already wasn't the reason Damwon lost but I do think it's something that they should probably address for the future uh so scoops to MSI and uh I don't know I got. I got. I got to think of a poop. anybody who's, who wants to go next, who's got scoops?
1: Uh, I'll do scoops to uh, best ball starting back up for NFL season. Yes, big fan. I've been wasting a lot of, or not wasting, but investing a lot of money. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> That's how you justify it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the best ball drafts on. Uh, and- been been getting excited about NFL coming back around and getting uh, all my all my dynasty leagues trying to get all my my teams ready and stuff so that's been fun just kind of getting back into the swing of things in this downtime and uh yeah it's excited to kind of get back in that mentality uh and poops to the TFT balance team that made me really angry
0: <laughs>
1: The their patch before this one the current one's not too shabby but the one before this was un, insufferably bad and that made me very angry <laughs> You can you can ask uh, our boy ghost Rider. He was he was in there with me almost every day. I would stop have to stop playing and go do something else because <laughs> I was so angry. But uh, yeah, that's my two.
0: I got my poops related to that sort of uh, poops to kale in general, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Chris, what do you got? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh Lord. Uh, this is
0: hard, but I think
2: I'll give scoops to uh, maybe an affiliate affiliation to the esports department. That's XP Fantasy. I really enjoyed their product. Um, I've been able to win a couple of RP bucks and Amazon gift card. And that's been a great um, a great format too. And the way they Wait, designed what is it. Wait, it what is it? It's XP Fantasy. Um, I think they're, uh, John knows a couple of their developers. Yeah, let me see. I'm going to take a look right now. Is it I just will... a different
0: scoring format?
2: They added a flex spot that's actually uh, half the score instead of double of the score. So they have the same, like, captain. They just don't have team. And so it's captain, top, jungle, mid, ADC support, and, and the utility, utility spot. So it's
0: half fantasy support. Mm-hmm. Half... Half... Okay, good. Oh, that's cool.
2: And I that like opens that. up. It's really, uh, I can see this format working out uh, better with no chops. And they, uh People, they mostly are new to DFS overall, so I'm. Dude, I think that's why I'm getting lucky.
0: look, like this makes this makes two game slates just way better.
2: Yeah, it did. It like, did. It, it way more throughout the whole MSI.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: throughout the whole MSI, I was able to like try out lineup, and I never felt that I would um, uh, tie with others.
0: Huh? Snoops. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna dip my toe in this. I haven't seen this yet, so yeah, sweet, sweet. Uh, XP Fantasy, check that out. I like that format. I definitely want to try this now. I, I can't believe I didn't see this. All right. Uh, I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, week one lines for the L- uh, for the LCS, which starts up next Friday. So uh, we don't have that awkward like four-week downtime between season down. But, I mean, we had it before MSI, I guess, so there's that. A um, little bit of a different layout this year. So we, we don't actually have the start dates, I don't think, for – I'm going to double-check real quick. So – uh, LCS is June 4th, uh, LEC is the June 11th, so the Friday afterwards, uh, LCK we do not have a date yet, I would assume it's going to be like somewhere in that range, and the LPL I'd assume similarly, uh, so the next two weeks we should be kicked off with all four leagues. Maybe three weeks, depending on how late the LCK starts up. So, we'll be right back in action, full swing. We will have NA lines next week, and uh, we'll talk in more detail about any kind of futures positions when we, uh, we want to have in the LPL or in the LCS and other leagues next week when we have a little bit more time to do so. And actual lines are posted elsewhere. So, um, we'll see you guys next week. Unless you guys have anything else, we're gonna we get on out of here. We'll
2: take it.